going to Matthew 21 in verse number 6 today and the Bible reads so the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them they brought the donkey and the colt laid their clothes on them and set him on them verse 8 says and a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road and others cut down branches of trees and spread them on the road verse 9 says then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying hosanna to the son of david blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord hosanna in the highest i want to minister a message today entitled the branch the branch thank you gentlemen so much we are in week two of the covered 19 series where we're really evaluating the revelation that God has covered us in the midst of chaos. Not only has he covered us in the midst of pandemic, but there is a covering that always is above our heads and above our lives that doesn't move even when our emotions are moved. See, the thing is that fear tries to come into the place, and when fear comes into play, fear tries its best to make us feel like there is some kind of void or rip in our covering. But the truth is, the same covering that was here before anything crazy happens in our lives is the same covering that's there when things go awry. So we must put ourselves in the revelation and settle and plant ourselves there that we are covered. And I love our text today because as we celebrate this amazing week called Holy Week, and we celebrate what is today, Palm Sunday. What better way to celebrate but then to go to his scriptures and see what he has to say about us and how it relates to us in this particular day. If we go to the top of our text in Matthew chapter 21 and verse 1, there's something that I believe the Lord wants to show us there. Verse 1 says, now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethlehem, at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord has need of them. That's a message by itself. Let's keep moving. And immediately he will send them. Uh, verse 4 says this, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. Let's focus there on verse 4. All this was done that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet. I love the word of God and how it makes it clear to us. Now, there are things that happen in our lives and that are organized in our lives to bring forth prophetic fulfillment. God will speak a thing, declare a thing through his prophets and even his prophetic people. He'll state something that is clear concerning our purpose in our destiny. But after God has stated what it is that he would do, and even while he has stated it, I'll even say before you ever hear the word, there is already a formation of things and people that God begins to put into order. There are places that must be organized for the fulfillment of your work. That's why your obedience obedience is so important because your obedience to God connects with somebody else's fulfillment 
When you obey God and you come into agreement with what he's saying for your life, he'll tell you to go to a place and to do a thing because it's connected to somebody else's fulfillment. I don't think you're getting this yet. There are people who are assigned to your life that you don't even know yet that God is talking to right now, telling them to go to X, Y, and Z place to arrive and do a certain thing and it's all being done for your fulfillment. Ah, the Lord wanted me to tell you on this Sunday that he is coordinating your steps and the steps of people around the globe that you will never meet and some you will meet that are assigned to your fulfillment. This is why the children of God must remain in the place of obedience. Even in the midst of the chaos that is happening in our nation, we must obey God. Listen to me, please. And you've got to obey God above everything else. Some people are in the place where we want to run, we want to run rather, and we want to hide, and we want to stay away, and I get it. Please, I'm going to tell you every Sunday until COVID-19 is over, keep your hands out your mouth. Hello. Wash your hands and keep your distance. But at the same time, have you been aware of what Holy Spirit has been saying while you were at Ralph's? Or have you been more concerned about what the heck CNN is talking about and what Fox News is talking about? Have you wondered why on CNN, and I love CNN and I would like to come soon, but on CNN, have you ever wondered why all we are showing is the death toll? Have you thought about that as you glue yourself to the television screen? That everything that is being talked about is how many people are dying every day. But we've heard no reports of the thousands that have recovered. The enemy's goal is to put you in the place of fear. So you will not obey God. But I'm just crazy enough to believe that there's about a thousand believers that are watching me right now. Who are going to get out of their box. And while I'm at the bank, I'm going to say, Holy Spirit. Who you want me to talk to? I'll keep my social distance, but I won't stop prophesying. I'll keep my social distance, but I won't stop casting out devils. I'll keep my social distance, but I won't stop fulfilling the mandate of the kingdom of God. What in your obedience is connected to somebody else's breakthrough? News for you. God hasn't stopped fulfilling prophecies because a virus came to town. He is yet fulfilling his plan, but our obedience is connected to somebody else's fulfillment. The scripture says very clearly, there were specific things that had to be done so that the words that were spoken by the prophet would be fulfilled. You've got to understand that there were prophecies spoken, and I'll tell you many of them in a moment, that were spoken about the Messiah Far beyond, I'm talking about far beyond his entry into the actual earth. These prophetic words were declared. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9 begins to show us something that is being quoted here in our text in Matthew chapter 21. We begin to see in, in, in Zechariah 9 verse 9, the Bible says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt and a fowl of a donkey. This is so important for you to understand because you've got to understand now that as things are decreed and declared, God is a master strategist. 
he knows how to get involved with a timeline that you haven't even quite mastered yet. You know what I'm talking about. You don't keep a calendar and you don't keep a, uh, you don't keep a schedule. You don't keep a planner. You have not mastered time. But God has stepped into the thing that he has mastered. He has, he has created it and he's mastered time. And he gets on the timeline and he'll decree a thing in this day. But he had already done work before that on the timeline. And he's doing work after that on the timeline. Just so you can get to the fulfilled place. I know you think you're smart enough to get into fulfillment. But the reality is you are not that smart. The God of heaven has organized and strategized stuff so that you can get to where he's called you to be. Here's Zechariah prophesying this thing far beyond this. Listen, Zechariah the prophet He came from a priestly family. He was a visionary. He was a visionary prophet. And he was a man that God used to rebuild the temple. The New Testament quotes Zechariah more than any prophet that has ever been quoted before. Part of the book of Zechariah was written. This part, part one rather, of the book of Zechariah was written in 520 B.C. Zechariah spoke about judgment and salvation of God and about the coming Messiah and that he would be a priest. He would be a governor. He would be a humble king and he would be an afflicted shepherd. Listen to me. One person, Jesus Christ, fulfilled. Uh, listen to me. Over 300 prophecies uh, that were spoken over him. One individual. What are the chances uh, that those that try to say that Jesus uh, is not real and alive? uh, I'm telling you, what are the chances uh, that over 300 prophecies spoken of him will be fulfilled in one person? Uh, I need you to understand uh, if you will align yourself with Jesus, uh, there is stuff that people have been praying for uh, that you are about to be the answer. Uh, I need you to understand that. Uh, Please don't look to somebody else. Uh, Please don't look to your left or your right. Uh, But would you settle in the fact uh, that you are the answer that your sin needs you are the answer that your state needs you are the answer that your nation needs and you yourself are the fulfillment of prophecy Jesus fulfilled these prophecies as we see in Matthew chapter 21 because just as the prophet spoke Zechariah spoke here comes Jesus on a donkey and a call I think it's so important, Colts, I think it's so important that you get this because Jesus walked in great humility. Uh, there, was, there was something that he arrived in. It was purposeful that he did not arrive on a horse and riding with an army behind him. Because we were in a time then where, listen, the Israelites, or the Jews rather, the Jews were looking for a natural king. They wanted a warrior that would war on behalf of them in the natural. And so they wanted somebody who would overtake the kingdoms of the world that existed from a natural perspective. But listen to me, our warrior was a warrior of humility he didn't need to ride in as others would ride and he didn't need to ride in with an army around him but he rode in like a humble man and did not have to gloat in his authority oh my if you gotta walk around and make everybody believe you have authority I got news for you you don't have it if you gotta tell your wife I'm the man I got news for you you ain't the man if you gotta tell your children I'm the daddy I got the news for you you ain't the there is an authority that you walk in in humility that says it doesn't matter what I ride in on because when I get there I'm about to manifest who I really am some of you are worried about your circumstances you're worried about natural
natural circumstances. You're worried about what you're riding in on. That's why you're in a race to get another car. That's why you're in the race to get another house. Not just because you want one, but because you feel like it's necessary that you ride in on something specific. But I want to tell you something right now. If you'll just humble yourself right where you are. If you'll just humble yourself right where you are and decide I'll ride in on whatever the Father provides. If it's a donkey, I'm a ride in. If it's a horse, I'm a ride in. If it's a Kia, I'm a ride in. If it's a Benz, I'm a ride in. But whatever I do, I'm going to show up and manifest. Let me move. It's important that you see the humility of our Lord and Savior as he comes in on the donkey. Verse 8 begins to tell us, and a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the tree and spread them on the road. They had to follow these directions. I need you to understand how powerful the word of the Lord is. The word of the Lord has the power to compel. When God has spoken a thing, there is nothing, not even the will of man, that can supersede his sovereignty. I understand you have the power of decision. I understand you have the power to decide, and God wants you to choose him. But please don't think your mere will has superseded the sovereignty of God. He is sovereign in all of his ways. And when you don't obey, he'll find another with your knucklehead self. I said, well, if you don't obey, he'll reach over there. As a matter of fact, at Saul, he already have your replacement waiting. Right while you are on your throne, he is already working on your replacement. So be disobedient if you want to, and you'll miss your spot. But the word of God, even the prophetic word, oh, I love you. Even the prophetic word has the power to compel men to come into agreement with it. I said that the power of the word of God pulls you and drives you to the place of obedience. I don't know if you've ever been there before. Have you ever been haunted by the word of God? There is stuff that the Lord has said over my life, and I'm not like the rest of you who can just live in disobedience. The Lord just won't leave me alone. I don't know about you, but he'll get all in my dreams uh, my God he'll get all into my days uh, and I'll start looking at stuff and God start revealing stuff through billboards uh, and then I'll watch a commercial he'll start talking through a commercial and if I don't watch it he'll say something through my children uh, God has a way uh, of compelling you uh, you will obey God begin to co- oh, hallelujah. He began to coordinate things in such a way where he made sure that not any, any tree was used Not just any branch was used, but it was the branch of a palm tree. Sure, it could have been your Christmas tree. We, you know, it's Jesus, right? It's Christmas. I understand Christmas tree is not in the Bible. Keep your emails. It's important for you to understand that there is a day where we start trying to figure out that maybe we know a better way to make it happen. You know, have you ever looked at God and said, if I would have done it, I would have done it this way. And I believe that's how the Jews were. They were like, God, if my king was coming in, I mean, my God, I was hoping he was going to come in more than on a donkey. Uh, But it was important that they use the palm trees. Why the palm trees? Write this down if you're taking notes. If you're not taking notes, all nations, you know it. Write this down. Here it is. Palm trees were a symbol of power and victory over enemies. In the Roman athletic competitions, the winners were awarded palm branches as a symbol of strength. 
Though the palm branches were part of the common practice of the Feast of Tabernacles, it was not the common practice to have palm branches at the time that Jesus came rolling in on the triumphal entry. Let me say that again. It was a common practice in the midst of the Feast of Tabernacles to have it, but it was not time technically for the palm branches to be used. What are you saying that for? Because God is about to use stuff in your life that is seemingly not its time. It'll seem like it's before time. I feel the Holy Ghost now. It'll seem like it's after time. It'll seem like it's not lined up with God at all. But what God is about to use to get you to the place he's designed you to be is stuff that just seems like it's out of task and it's not in order. But he's about to use it in your life. I need you to slap your child a hug. Slap him upside the head and tell him God's going to use what he wants to use. It wasn't the time for the branch. Uh, it wasn't the time for the branch to be used. It wasn't, it wasn't the time for the branch to come into play. But the branch was used because God compelled. God compelled. His prophetic word compelled something to manifest that seemingly was not aligned with time. What are you sitting there looking at right now? That seems like it's not aligned with time. What are you sitting there looking at right now? That seems like it's not aligned with your calendar. Seems like it's not aligned with your family's calendar but God is working, working, working working, 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 working he's working behind the scenes on your behalf just tap yourself real quick and tell him he's working so it wasn't the branch's time but yet God used the branch once they started waving them toward Jesus it became clear, listen to me that they wanted him to be their next leader People were trying to make Jesus the warrior king, but he was arriving as the king of peace. Not taking up a battle against Rome, but instead a war against the wages of sin and death. Did you hear that? His arrival had nothing to do with the natural kingdoms, but it had everything to do with the wages of war that come against sin and death. Palm branches played an important part of the crucifixion. And listen to me, in a similar way, the symbolism still plays an important part of living with Jesus Christ in this day and the day to come. Psalm 19 and 12, 92 and 12, Psalms 92 and 12 says something important. It says the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Watch yourself. Psalms 92 and 12 says, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. This is important for you to understand that it could have been any tree. Hickory tree. Is that a tree? I don't know. But it could have been any kind of tree. But this tree, the palm tree, is what was used. And there are four prophetic statements or even prophetic promises that considering the palm tree that are available to you as a believer. I want you to get ready to take notes. Here it is. The first prophetic promise that we find from the life of the palm tree is that something that God wants you to align remember that the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree let's study the palm tree one of the most amazing things about the palm tree is that the palm tree was upright (laughs) the first thing that I want you to write down yes I'm talking to you take your pen out and write down Tamisha I see you you're disobedient take your pen out and write 
Here's number one. It says uprightness. 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 That's the first thing that you're about to see manifest as you align yourself with what God has called you to be. As the palm tree he's establishing in the systems you are called to, in the world you are called to. The first thing God wants you to embrace is uprightness. Some trees are irregular. They are twisted in their growth. Somebody holler twist them. They are twisted in their growth. Some, some, some hug the ground before they rise. But the palm tree rises straight towards heaven. Uh, when it rises, it stands up upright among many trees. And you've got to understand that, that is the enemy's plan is to create your growth of journey in a twisted deformed and dysfunctional way. I'm going to preach this today. What the enemy wants is for your development to be stunted. What he wants is for your growth to not go to the place that it should go. And so he sends what are called demonic influences to grab a hold of your soul and to get you twisted. Y'all, he wants to get you twisted in relationships you should not have. He wants to get you twisted in actions that should not be your reality. He wants you to get twisted in generational curses uh, that came down from your mama's mama and your grandfather's mama. He wants to get you twisted in all kinds of things. Uh, but I hear the word of the Lord to you today, uh, right there in internet land. The spirit of God says that no matter what the enemy has tried to get you twisted in, uh, here comes the power of Christ right now. He's about to untwist the dysfunction. Uh, he's about to untwist the craziness. Uh, he's about to untwist the stuff that is going on around you. Uh, and you're about to stand up upright like you've never had before. Your posture is about to change. But I saw you in the realm of the spirit and some of you were walking over hanging over in defeat hanging over in sorrow hanging over in frustration but I heard the word of the Lord for you today and the word of the Lord came saying stand upright. Walk in your position. Walk in your authority and walk in what God called you to be. It's your season for uprightness it's important important for you to walk upright see uprightness oftentimes we think is our avoidance of sin but it's bigger than sin some of y'all have been stuck at sin or not being sinful and Jesus died for that a whole long time ago and we're still stuck in do and don't do. And we're stuck in go and not go. And where I'm allowed to be. And what should I wear and not wear. You are hanging around with immature people. Who are stuck in the law. And don't understand the development of grace. You are stuck in the no and the yes. When God said I'm trying to mature you. And take you to a whole nother place now. Because uprightness doesn't just have to do with the yes or the no. It has to do with you embracing your authority. You got to walk in like a king. I feel the Holy Ghost. You got to walk in with authority For what the Lord is sending you You cannot walk in like a papa You cannot walk in like a poor man But you've got to embrace your royalty Hit your neighbor next to you And tell him I'm a royal dog on it I'm a royal dog on it I'm a royal Stand up right Stand up right When you walk in unrighteous places Stand up right when you walk into the places that seem like defeat and depression is there, stand up right. Don't let the culture bow you down. Make the culture bow. Don't make the culture bend 
you over, make the culture bend, but you stand up and be exactly who God called you to be. I want you to put in the comments right now. I'm upright, I'm upright, I'm upright. Here's the second one I've got to go. Second thing we're going, hallelujah. The second thing that we're going to see happen in your life is fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. The palm was bearing much fruit. Ooh, much fruit. Much fruit. You've got to understand this, that for the date, the date will sustain life for a long time without any other kind of food. It is an admiral picture of the righteous man that he bears fruit. He's expected to not just bear fruit, but to bear much fruit. There's an anointing on this stream today for exceeding. There's an anointing on this stream today that says, I'm going to take you from where you are right now and I'm going to elevate you to a whole nother place. This thing that I'm about to release on your life is bigger than anything that's ever seen in your generational life. I know what your mama accomplished and I know what your daddy accomplished. But the thing that God is about to do through you it's about to break all kinds of records. I feel the Holy Ghost. It's about to break all kinds of records. It doesn't matter what was done before you. There's an anointing of much fruit that's coming upon your life. I dare you to go in your refrigerator right now and get you some bananas. Get you some grapes. Y'all ain't said nothing. Find you a watermelon. Y'all ain't said nothing. Find you some kind of fruit. Get you a pineapple. And go ahead and take a picture with it right there. And post it online and say, here comes the fruit. My life. It's not about to look like it looks right now, but there is more fruit that is coming right now. That's why the Lord put me on a forced rest. That's why the Lord put me in a forced rest so I could produce more than I ever produced before. My house is about to look like a factory. It's about to produce, 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 produce more than I've ever seen before. It's my lifetime now to be fruitful. Fruit, fruit, I got to go, fruit, I got nine minutes, fruit, fruit, excellent, listen, listen to me, I want you to think about the excellency of spirit, I want you to think of joy, peace, and I want you to think of love and long-suffering, I want you to think about the worthiness of life, and I want you to think of consistency, I want you to think of blamelessness, I want you to think about kindness, I want you to think about your life producing different fruit than it's ever seen before. And I know you've loved to talk about what you've done well, but I'm wondering, are you okay in this season of allowing God to prune you? Because the only way to bear much fruit is to go through the pruning process. And there are many believers that want fruitfulness, but they won't allow God to come in and assess them. I remember Jesus walking by a fruit tree. And I remember him looking at the tree and saying, my God, the tree has not produced. And I remember Jesus talking out of his mouth and he cursed the place of non-productivity. I need you to understand that we are in a season now where you got to allow God to assess you. And after he assesses you and allows you to know where your fruit is and where your fruit isn't, you got to align yourself with the promise and the word of God so that you can bear much fruit. I don't care who around you is weak and not producing anything. 
saying stop measuring your life upon the weak stop measuring your life upon those that have no activity stop measuring your life upon those that have no productivity stop measuring your life around those that don't accomplish anything all your friends are losers get some new ones you gotta find somebody who's actually doing what God called them to do align yourself with that I hear you that's the kind of friends I gotta have around me I need the kind of friends that's going to nations I gotta have the kind of friend that's buying a property I gotta have the kind of friend that's starting companies I gotta have the kind of friends that can do more than one thing at a time I gotta have the kind of friends that can take over nations I need those kinds of friends I can't have people who are hanging out in the same and old season that I was in before but I need to be surrounded I feel the Holy Ghost now I said I need to be surrounded by people who have much fruit I gotta get out of this you gotta be willing to be pruned write that down and the other piece is you gotta be willing to abide you gotta understand that it's those that abide in him that are gonna bear much fruit we are in a season now where we've got to be able to see that we can't tell the difference between you and your Lord that you become so wrapped up in him and he becomes so wrapped up in you that we can't tell the difference between you and him your flesh is talking too loud I'm talking to you your flesh is talking too loud we can't tell or find the kingdom anywhere in your manifestation all we see going on around you it's your flesh your flesh your flesh your flesh your desires are pulling you a certain way things are pulling you in a certain place that God never intended for you to be pulled in but if you abide in him and if he abides in you there is coming a fruitfulness that's about to hit your life that's about to rock everything around you here's the third thing the third thing the third thing third thing they had was that God made the palm tree elastic. God made the palm tree elastic. The fiber of the palm is so elastic that even when loaded with considerable weights, please listen, it still grows upwards no matter what. Y'all don't want this revelation today. That no matter what kinds of weight that the enemy tries to place on you, no matter what kind of weight that life tries to put on you, you are not about to impede my growth. Appreciate your ignorant foolishness, devil, but you're not going to impede my growth. Sin the waste if you want to. But I read somewhere in the Bible, I've read somewhere in the Bible where it makes it clear that we can cast aside the waste. We can cast aside the waste and everything that easily besets us uh, everything that tries to slow us down uh, we can get rid of the ways uh, listen to me you got to get to a place now where you don't allow the weights of life uh, and the pressures of life uh, to stop your growth uh, it doesn't matter what comes uh, i might bend but i won't break uh, i might turn but i won't break uh, i might pull back but i won't break uh, the enemy is trying to do his best to break you uh, but i need you to type there in the comments right now i won't break 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 some of you feel like you're going through a mental break even in the midst of the chaos of COVID-19 but I make a prophetic declaration over your life today you will not break you will not break you will not break he's making you elastic here 
making you be able to handle what tries to come in your life. I will, good God Almighty, I will not break. I will not break. I'm making the decision that I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord. And as long as I dwell in the house of the Lord, there's an establishment according to scripture that's about to happen in my life. If I dwell in the house of the Lord, God's about to ground me in a new way. That's for all of my stay home Christians. And I know everybody got to stay home now. But I'm going to say it every week. There's a day coming soon. Come Lord Jesus come. Or we're going to come back and worship in person. And when we get into the house of the Lord. Uh, you better turn that computer off uh, unless you can't find you a good house. Uh, but you better go and find you some place uh, where your roots can go deeper. Uh, God is tired of the plotted pack Christians uh, who are able to be picked up and moved uh, from location to location uh, to be swayed from place to place. Uh, but if your roots would run deep uh, in the house of the Lord, uh, I'm telling you some stuff would change. If your roots would run deep, uh, in the house of the Lord, some stuff would shift. I just want you to holler deep, 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 deep. I got two minutes and 30 seconds to tell you about the fourth promise from the palm tree. And the fourth promise from the palm tree. And I love, I love, I love, I love this. It says the palm, the palm tree was beautiful. Oh, ah, the palm tree lends a great charm to the landscape when seen standing in the cluster of other heights against it. You begin to see the palm tree standing there in its beauty. Some of you have felt like your story and your journey was ugly. Some of you have felt like there were different parts of your story that you wanted to get rid of and you wanted to divorce. But I heard the Spirit of God say, I'm making your whole story beautiful. Even what the world would call ugly, I'm about to make it pretty. Even what the devil would try to tell you was wasted, I'm about to make it beautiful. For the Lord says, when you begin to get my eyes, you'll see that it's all a part of the plan. I feel the Holy Ghost now. I said it's all a part of the plan. All a part of the plan. I need you to hit your neighbor real quick and tell him it's all a part of the plan. God is making this thing beautiful. Doesn't matter how much money I lost. Doesn't matter how many friends I lost. Doesn't matter how many situations I lost. I call it beautiful, 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 beautiful. I know we are in a season in our culture where we think that everything that is beautiful has a big rack and a big old behind. But I got to tell you, there are more things that become beautiful than the exterior things that you see. There are things that God were calling beautiful that if you look at it natural eyes, you'll call ugly. There are things that you'll look at and say that has no purpose or that has no plan for me. But I hear the Spirit of God saying to you today, I'm about to make it beautiful. And I heard him saying his word, it becomes beautiful in its time. And I heard the Spirit of God say to you, it's time, it's time, it's time. It's time for revelation. It's time for understanding. It's time for my perspective. And if you'll get my perspective, you'll understand the beauty surrounding your life. I need you to look around in your house real quick. Just turn around, turn around, turn around. And say, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to me. God.
God is doing something in my life that I've never seen before. And the scripture makes it clear in Matthew 21. As they laid the palm trees there, that they begin to cry out something important. And here is the real message now. They begin to cry out, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Some of you hollering Hosanna and don't even know what it means. But Hosanna means the Lord will save. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning because he's coming upon us today to help you to understand that he is the savior of the world. He is the savior of the globe. And it doesn't matter what virus is around. Hosanna, 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 Hosanna. I place my palm tree on the road. I place my clothing on the road. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna, the Lord saves, the Lord saves America, the Lord saves the globe, the Lord saves everything around us. There is a God who comes in the power of salvation. I'm not afraid, neither will I fret or be dismayed. I'm standing on the promises of God. I am covered, I am covered, I am covered. I am covered. I call this season covered. I call this season covered. I call my family covered. I call my children covered. I call my neighborhood covered. I call my city covered. I call my nation and my globe covered. This is the word of our lives. Covered. You ought to just go to praising God right there. What's wrong with you? You ought to go to praising God right there. You ought to go to praising God right there. Praise Him because you're covered. Praise Him because you're covered. Clap your hands right where you are because you're covered. Shout hallelujah because you're covered. Give Him glory because you're covered. Go to clapping your hands right there. Go to clapping your hands right there. I'm covered in the blood. I'm covered in the blood. That's next week. I'm covered in the blood. <laughs> 